0: Hi this is Parshad Desai and welcome to Pathfinders.
1: Nobody knew to be honest, it was an experiment for me also, I never knew that digital space is going to be, particularly social media is going to be that big, but for sure there was an um, so kind of belief that internet the way it is evolving it is going to change the societal structure in general. That was pursued because last 15 12, by that time 2005 we had experience of 10 15 years of internet space. the way things were uh, revealing the way things were happening, everybody knew that internet is going to disrupt everything. it is going to it is going to be the next media revolution.
0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Pathfinders. Today we have with us Santosh Patra. He is a distinguished professor at MICA and a visiting and visiting faculty at the Indian Institute of Management Indore. So thank you so much, sir, for joining us.
1: Hi, Prasad. Have- uh, thank you. Thank you for this uh, initiative, and I'm uh, looking forward.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure. So I think we can start by reliving your professional journey. I mean, it's been a very illustrious career. So if you could just uh, lay some points on that,
1: you know, my professional journey is not very linear, you know, I I need to share a story and context of all that before I getting into becoming a professor in media management. You know, I never thought that in my life, I will be first of all, we become a professor. Second, I never thought that I will be a professor of management. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. uh, growing up uh, in, in a uh from uh, b-class town like up in odisha allo- all- always kind of people's aspiration to get into something if you are good at studies you need to get into something a uh, job that everybody your society look up to like in india we call about upsc administrative services be it IS hmm. and ips so yeah, the, yeah. so so with that kind of thoughts, like so Ananda, i am a kid of 90s so at that time the options were also limited. That everybody was looking up to either becoming an engineer, doctor, or, or UPSC. So it's a very typical Indian middle-class parents' aspiration to uh, to get their kids into these uh, so prestigious jobs of India. So that was in my mind, in fact, and that was so ingrained it it shaped my career path from the tenth onwards. I would suggest, say. I started enjoying sociology, psychology, political science, economics and undergrad. to be honest, I've done pretty well in that in my i saw uh, 11, 12 in my undergrads, scoring some university ranks and all of that, then the aspiration is what now I have done it all in undergrads, so I have prepared mm. my education now for UPSC going for preparation. So when you are from a state like Odisha, Bihar, West Bengal in the other side and other states, you aspire to that where UPSC preparation can happen Where, So you have right. to go there. So it was, of course, like everybody knows that Delhi is known as the UPSC capital. So you look for best places to be there. So best places to be there is basically a DU and JN.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so that's where actually I, I after my master's, I landed up at this is Jawaharlal Nehru University to study Sociology, to do my MPhil and PhD in Sociology, and at the same time, uh, my objective was to clear UPSC. You are getting my point that the journey was something like it all started like that. You know, then then I have studied my MPhil in Sociology, I studied Political Sociology. So then I, I was doing all well and at the same time I was going for all coachings and preparing for UPSC and aspiring to appear once I have prepared well. So in that process I completed my MPhil. At that time, a little bit research experience I got exposed to because of JME. Because of that also I got to exposed to multiple ideological debate, multiple people around the world. And one my my fortunately, my supervisor was well world network supervisor, professor. So, so mm. Professor Anand Kumar, he connected me to the global research network. I was enjoying one side. I'm so I was very keen to pursue UPS in one side. And then at the same time, I have started enjoying research and global academic network. And at the same time, and this is the this is the first time in my life I faced a dilemma. Well, then when I started developing little bit love towards academics, global academic network, and all that, and at that time I, I I enrolled PhD in JNU also, but I was kind of thinking doing something new, and at that time social media was very new in India, or could was there, so there was no, no okay. Facebook even. So somewhere okay. I was kind of studying sociology, preparing for UPSC, and getting to global research networks. And, and then I, uh, I new media like social media happened. So sociology in sociology, we always look for the understanding human dynamics in social networks. right. So this is mm-hmm. from political sociology MP. And then after struggling six months, I, I was kind of completely bored so thinking about is there anything new I am doing in sociology? No, not. Uh, really. So I was trying to do something new. So I, that's the time when I got into doing research in digital media. So my PhD got into a digital media focus. It's a, so I think one of the first doctoral thesis in India to talk about human social network in a cyberspace.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: So at that same time, so I have little bit tilted Started tilted towards academic than in UPSC. Of UPSC. Course I, have, I I I appeared for UPSC once, and by that time when I remember I was appearing for my prelims, I got a some scholarship to go to Germany. Uh, so for some kind of because this topic was new, I was applying for a lot of global programs and networks, and then I got a scholarship to go to Germany. So so in that process, I traveled the world because of uh, what. This academic pursuit. I got a lot of uh, summer school, winter school, scholarship opportunities, exchange programs. In the program, I I, I, got, I was kind of very excited about pursuing a new topic, doing something new, and and traveling the world. That uh, this is where my academic journey started from there. So I started teaching at Jamia and other places in DU as a visiting faculty. At the same time, started pursuing my academic career. in 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 digital sociology media sociology it's about understanding digital space and and digital relationship digital consumer behaviors post my submission of phd i got an opportunity to getting into a management school so this is where my understanding media and entertainment management bringing sociological perspectives and of course everything is history last 10 12 years i'm in the journey of understanding media entertainment consumer content in the process of management
0: and society yeah a lot of things to ponder upon i mean that's a very interesting story and kudos to you you uh, did not bow bow down to peer pressure and you just gave up you didn't give up your dreams in a nutshell and yeah it seems to me like you're a pioneer in digital sociology in our own country you were the first as you said to do a PhD in that mm-hmm. so uh, one very interesting question for me is like was it uh evident from there in 2005-6 that social media would be so huge so pivotal to our lives because you know right now uh, the majority of our days uh, as teenagers spend their day on social media so was it evident that it would be so huge
1: nobody knew to be honest it was an experiment for me also i never knew that digital space is going to be particularly social media is going to be that big but for sure there was an um, so kind of belief that internet, the way it is evolving, it is going to change the societal structure in general. That was foreseen yeah. because last 15 12, by that time 2005, we had experience of 10-15 years of internet space. The way things were uh, revealing, the way things were happening, everybody knew that internet is going to disrupt everything. It is going to it is going to be the next media revolution, right? So. Hmm. so that was kind of hope that was and everybody scared at that time because the way everything was changing, it may disrupt the existing societal structure. But Sorry. of course, uh, when the social media is happening in the name of Orkut and all, so it was giving a new experience as a social researcher, as a sociology student, when something new happened, you start with a lot of apprehensions, right, what is happening and a lot of excitement as well. So obviously, there was a lot of hopes and anxieties. I would say, than saying that it is uh, going to be big, or or knowing that it is going to be big. We started with a lot of hope and uh, hopes and anxieties.
0: Right. I feel uh, something quite similar is happening even right now. You know, at that time it was the internet, mm-hmm. but I think people have the same dread uh, about stuff, disruptive stuff like blockchain, like five G, like artificial intelligence, especially. So yeah, mm-hmm. I do think that we are on the same trajectory. But oh. yeah, moving on, oh. I think, uh, yeah. So moving on, uh, could you just tell a bit about the media and ent- entertainment industry? Students who want to pursue a career in that, what, what are the different roles, the subsectors?
1: You know, you know what, uh, uh, Parshad, it's a great question. You know, tell me, today what is not media and entertainment? So this is <laughs> this is the myth I want to break. When you want to do something on media and entertainment industry, and students, believe me. Anybody Hmm. want to aspire to get into that, there is no way out from the media and entertainment. Let me explain what I mean by that. One is something called content, Hmm.
0: right? That uh,
1: be it your WhatsApp chat or be it your morning Google search or be it on your Netflix consumption or be it on podcast listening one thing is driving every single individual on the planet is content and what that content is creating content is creating communities right so who okay. you are because of your community like physical specimen we used to know that people are known by because of their friends their networks the place they stay and under the country they live but now believe me nothing is important the important is that what community you belongs to be it your whatsapp community or online community content and community and then mm-hmm. once this community is established community is going to lead to a conversation right people are going to talk so when i say all that believe me this is media and entertainment media is enter and entertainment is no more about news or television or radio it is everything you deal with everything you deal with so Is Google a media company? Is Facebook a media company? Is Microsoft a media company? Every damn company is a media company or entertainment company. So coming to the question of yours, anybody wants to get or interested to get into the space of media and entertainment. It is nothing. It is about getting into the business of content, business of consumers and business of community and conversation through technology. So hopefully your question is clear.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you actually changed my perspective and yeah, I just expand on your Google point a bit. you know what people fail to understand is Google and Facebook are actually media companies in itself because more than 90% of their revenue is from their ad advertisement.
1: No, no, not only advertisement, their, yeah. their lifeblood is content. They are so any, please mind it. Any business is going to have content involved in that. So Hmm. that that will be part of media and entertainment business. The content can be news, the content can be information. The content can be entertainment, any business. And second point is no business can exist without content. So today at MICA, when we talk about media and entertainment, believe me, Hmm. that all our courses is all about in the specialization of media and entertainment is content, consumer and technology. So I don't see them. They are only working with television channels, radios, or newspaper. I want to see them. They need to work with every damn company, creating a content which can bring consumers for a conversation. No,
0: no, great, great insights. Yeah. Uh, so i yeah, just diving a little more deeper for, sure. from a career career aspect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, the overarching theme these days is that automation and robotics will rule the roost in the near future. Mm-hmm. But I feel uh, the m and industry is quite a creative field, like, you know, it's percentage of imagination or to be more accurate, inventiveness. So like, as per your uh, experience, as per your expertise, uh, like, could you assert the doubt of aspirants like me and tell us that what are some jobs? In the m industry, uh, which can be like safe from disruption or which are more stable?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, see, stability is me- myth. There is nothing called stable, right? But, but okay. of course, you need to pursue it. So, first hmm. of all, there are three, four segments. One segment, believe me, is the content segment, right? right? So, so you know, the AI, blockchain, and all that you are talking about predictability and all that. It is, it is all great for, but for a certain extent right mm-hmm. but yeah. one thing that ai blockchain and all that i strongly believe can never match its human experience right
0: mm-hmm.
1: human experience and human expectation i believe still today till today even if whatever happening it is it cannot be put under the uh, machine learning artificial intelligence predictability then so yeah. uh, there are two black and white jobs for a future and which will capture everything. One is content creation segment. Another is content monetization segment. Right? Mm, So so there is a content creation segment that anybody can be a content creator with the right approach of creating content and getting the right consumer. But there is a other segment that not necessarily every content creator has the ability to monetize the content, but there is a specialized need required for the content monetization, we can put it in the strategy, sales, marketing, uh, business development, whatever you talk about at Micah, we train for the other side, content monetization, right? You need to understand either you want to get into venture into a content creator segment or content monetization. segment. So
0: <laughs> Makes if you, sense.
1: Uh, if you are entering into a content creator segment, believe me, as I said, that every damn business needy in one way or other. A creative copywriter or a creative so like somebody like you, a podcast host, can be create can create content and then become the most powerful influencer in that segment. So okay. there are formal jobs, there are informal jobs. Every formal jobs, so when you prepare yourself, either one type of content creation or m- multiple type of content creation. The, every company or the I'm talking about beyond media and entertainment, beyond traditional media and entertainment company, like mm-hmm. compa- companies like real estate company, companies mm-hmm. like food company, everybody is looking for a content creators.
0: Right.
1: So so that there is a one job, it's not nobody is going to take it's in fact, it's going to grow multifold in times to come, because every mm-hmm. business is looking for a content creation, then the other right. side, If somebody wants to prepare themselves, getting into the segment of content monetization, it's basically how to ensure the content, the content which is being created can connect to right consumer, bring the right, create a right community and right conversation so that that monetization can happen directly or indirectly. Directly means when you sell the content and get the money. Indirectly means when you get the content. Create the engagement, so your other products and services can be monetized, right? Suppose you are mm. you are a food brand, you created like so we have seen An Academy and Kota Factory, yeah. edtech a, a business created a fantastic content and created a fantastic community and consumer engaged. So An Academy you have seen they have grown hips and bounds. So, so either you are directly selling the content or indirectly selling the content. That's a one segment where. A student like you should look for a job or be a content creator, whichever Um, uh, content can be created textually, textual content, audio content, visual content or experiential content, any content Hmm. you are venturing into. So I am not dividing it in news and entertainment information. I am dividing into very four clear categories. Textual content you write well, you create. Audio content Hmm. like you, you are doing right now. A video content, you are having some pictorial content, you take pictures or you create videos or experiential content, you create a live program, people come and engage. So, so these kind of content. So I don't think in any time in the future, these two segments is going to die down. It is going to grow, increase further. No AI, no blockchain, can blockchain or no machine learning can take this segment out of human. Because here you need a human experience, not without humans
0: no absolutely absolutely content consumption is of course going to increase as well and now it is up to people like uh, me <laughs> who can you know monetize it and gain traction and uh, formalize it so yeah definitely so now moving a bit uh, more technically towards the media and entertainment industry yeah. i am seeing certain trends like for uh that countries are using their own media yeah. to expand their soft power like for example south korea is doing very well right now uh they're uh, music bands like bts their shows mm. like squid mm. games mm. and the genre of entertainment like k-pop are doing very well globally mm. and i feel this has helped them uh in expanding the soft power mm. so india is a country which has a lot of potential in that we look at our cuisine we look at our travel mm. we look at bollywood mm. so uh, do you think uh, we can build on this and make a truly brand global brand india
1: so this has been always the history that um, so the in the process of the soft power any country um, so, there is always a hard power and soft power, right? Hard power, mm-hmm. if you talk about economy, soft power is culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's nothing new. Like, so in, in the past we have done it, India, China, so Europe and some of the countries, we have seen Greek tradition and all of them. There is a huge soft power in that. But today what is happening, uh, they, there is a dual need. One need is for the internal consumers and another need is for external consumers right so so when you are trying to meet this need, both the needs so so in the process that it is going to create the a, a soft power hegemony right and then in the process as you are giving the right example of korea it's not korea's extension of soft power it's korea's expansion of content giving creating a soft power for them it is um, so. It's a okay. egg, and, egg and chicken question. Now in Delhi or uh, in some other metros, there are Korean shopping malls opening in India, selling Korean products, and at the same time, Korean actors are more popular than Indian actors. So, so you know, we have seen how Bollywood actors and actresses have been um, so, uh, popular in different parts of the world. So we have seen in history that how Hollywood. Bollywood and other uh, Chinese movies have been influencing the localities. So yes, same, yes. same is happening because it's about, right to understand, it's all about content and consumer content. Soft correct, power correct. is a byproduct of content and consumer connect. If you keep on thinking, I want to create a soft power so that I need to create a content data around that. So my culture is going to expand food, uh, tradition and all that. That may be very traditional way of seeing it. I, I need to control these uh, things so that my, because of my sub power, let me do this. So, but, but I am uh, uh, just saying that flip the side, make it in differently, create it, and then let understand the consumer, create that what they need, and then connect that while you will enjoy your mm, so business expansions. sub power will be a byproduct of that. So we are love in love with their content. We are loving uh, their actors and actresses. We have started imitating their foods. We have started imitating their lifestyles. We have started imitating consuming a lot of Korean culture in return. Hmm. So my suggestion is let's not put so much focus on strategic soft power expansion. Let's focus on organic subpower power expansion. So, so so then what would happen? We'll keep on, be it content, be it uh, product beat uh, some music beat anything once people mm-hmm. are slowly getting accepted that we automatically convert them into a software expansion but at that same time we need to understand it well or else we'll be like typical Bollywood even if it's more than 100 years of history our market share are in the world is not only three not even three to five percent yeah
0: that's that's true so, that's so there, true. there are a
1: lot of challenges internally we need to address.
0: Right, right. Yeah, very interesting linkages here. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, moving ahead, uh, you know, one thing I feel is that the government has not utilized the media and entertainment industry very well in terms of economics. Like, I don't feel that uh, apart from the AVGC sector, uh, the government has been very responsive to the needs of MNE industry. So, can you suggest some government policies which can pay it, economic it, dividends?
1: You know what? It's an interesting question because. Uh... MNE sector has never considered as a sector in general in government. In, in, in fact, the movie industry got the industry status very late. It is not getting focused because try to understand media and entertainment is the segment or sector going to connect to the consumers well, like no other sector.
0: <laughs> so when
1: the same consumers are also voters, right?
0: Know, yeah.
1: So, so if anything going a little bit wrong, there will be a huge blunder in the calculation of political mathematics. <laughs> yeah. So that's the reason why government is always being extracted. Whosoever is in power, it's not any political party. They, mm. If you see, there are a lot of stories on media control than media growth. So considering that any government will be, it's not in India, across the world, would be always mm-hmm. extra careful for yeah. investing and understanding it a, one movie can change the entire discourse of election one <laughs> social media can change the entire electoral processes so there should be the media and entertainment segment should be differentiated in five six categories focusing on the growth and the business of course at the same time we need to have the policy in place so that so, yeah, there can be a holistic growth or else there would be a very linear growth. Like if you have a strong policy on this, so digital freedom be, or or media freedom would be at risk. If you have a loose policy, media freedom can take things for granted. So um, so for me, it's not very black and white game in terms of creating media and entertainment policy. Every segment Mm -hmm. needs to be evaluated well. So while considering the freedom and regulation and, and economic growth, so the what I, I would like to suggest, the steps and future processes need to be considered well so that appropriate policy mechanism can be at place. So it, it is not a black and white game for uh, the case of media and entertainment
0: industry. Right. No, I get it. It makes sense. Like, you know, uh, it's a very gentle balance that the governments have to maintain between being too autocratic and too lenient. Because as you said, content has a great sway over the voters. So they can so, even lose elections if, if things go wrong. So, uh, very, very interesting point. Uh, so, just moving ahead a bit, I think one thing which is very clear these days is that the OTT industry is definitely going to have a humongous impact on the way we consume visual content. So, there are many of the certain subsectors within uh, M M&E and industry, media and entertainment industry. So, do you foresee such a huge OTT like movement in any of the other subsectors? Mm-hmm.
1: Now, uh, so going forward, I see that everybody will be a streaming content streaming platform it's the right to it should be the right word. csp and then i think four categories are going to exist that there will be a textual streaming platforms Mm -hmm. there will be audio streaming platforms there will be video streaming platforms and there will be experience streaming platforms and there will be super applications that like Mm -hmm. uh, all platforms together like, right, so right. you will have a platform where you will have a, a textual content, you will have a audio content, you will have a video content, and you will have a experiential content. So where mm-hmm. is the question of OTT even? It, it, mm-hmm. it is all about content streaming. Streaming, platforms. yeah. So, so, and every business would have their own content streaming platform. At the same time, media and entertainment industry would have different kind of content streaming platforms. So you mm-hmm. will have, suppose... You will have a you are an e-commerce company, you will have a, your own content streaming platform. You are a food industry, food company, you will have a, your own content streaming platforms.
0: Mm-hmm. And you are
1: a you are an entertainment industry, you will have your own content streaming platform. So primarily the future is about content streaming than OTT TV, radio, and print
0: right yeah makes sense i feel there's a lot of opportunity here a lot of sub segments as well as a lot of niches to target for different businesses so they can expand their business smartly so thank you very much sir this has been indeed uh, an absolute pleasure to chat with you to learn from you so uh, i hope the listeners as well can get some insights which will help them in venturing forth in their career Thank you for listening. So this was the journey and the future mapping of the media and entertainment industry. If you're someone who wants to carve out a niche in this field for your career, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. If you have any more questions, I will link it in the show notes below. Also, please do follow this podcast on Spotify if you liked what you hear. So that has been it. Thank you. See you. Until next time.